For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, Thunder fans? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. Well, uh, yeah, so we're here, um, actually just I'm here, uh, full disclosure, we had technical difficulties last night when recording this episode, I'm sure if any of you were looking for this recap of that Denver Nuggets lost, you probably noticed that there wasn't one, uh, and full apologies for that, uh, we had technical difficulties, uh, and we had jobs today so we uh you know had to had to get it together over the course of a day couldn't get it figured out and now we are here again re-recording an episode that we already did about a tough loss that the thunder just had 121 to 112 at denver uh, in a huge game that the thunder really could have used a victory in didn't expect a victory in because Denver's really, really good at home. Uh, this this win for them makes it 20 of their last 21 at home. They're almost unbeatable there. So I think the general feeling about the Thunder fan base is this would have been a nice one to have, but we're not like all that mad about it. Um, in fact, when Jerry and I recorded last night, we were in pretty good spirits about the fact that the Thunder fought back in the game and and managed to make it a relatively close game at the end. I know it, it ended up being a nine-point game, um, but they were down 18, I think, near the end of the third and ended up coming back to actually take the lead at one point in the fourth quarter. So they, they fought hard. Uh, I don't think anybody's too upset about this. Man, if, if we had the recording uh, from last night that just doesn't exist, I think this would be a far more cheerful episode, but I'm, I've am i now had 24 hours to sit on this loss as well as 24 hours of dealing with uh, IT people. So I'm, I'm not quite as cheerful as I would have been last night, but let's hook up the TiVo. You don't need to explain to me why you need TiVo. Yeah, so the the game started um, in the first quarter, and there was a really emphatic Paul George dunk right near the beginning of the game that I kind of thought was one of those moments that was just like, oh my god, okay. So he he came to play, and this is a game that the Thunder are going to really be able to compete in. And, you know, Paul George didn't end up having a great game. We'll get 
to more on that later. The Thunder kind of jumped out to a quick lead, but then Denver answered with a nine to zero run of their own. I, uh, <laughs> what's funny is so being in Seattle, I didn't have access to the local broadcast. I had the players only broadcast, which isn't wonderful. I think everybody can kind of agree on that. Uh, but in particular, they were kind of out of sorts in this game because the Thunder answered that 9-0 run with a three-point shot that I didn't get to see um, because they were doing this this interview with Nikola Jokic um, that they had recorded, I guess, before the game. So while Jeremy Grant, according to Jerry, that that's I didn't I again don't know who made this shot. While Jeremy Grant was making a three-pointer. I was learning that Nikola Jokic would choose to have Russell Crowe play him in a movie, um, which I do not enjoy as much as the Jeremy Grant three-pointer. There there was an interesting stretch at the end of the first quarter where Isaiah Thomas was kind of giving it to Dennis Schroeder a little bit as he kind of continued to throughout the game. And I honestly had a moment where I was like, should we just give the ball to Abdul Nader? And I think if anybody listens to this podcast, as I assume you do, then I think you know that I'm not the hugest Nader fan. I, I think he's like fine on offense, actually pretty good, but he's a complete liability on defense. Um, but being as unknown as he is, they had Isaiah Thomas hiding on Nader um, just basically standing in the corner, and I was like, I don't know, maybe maybe we should actually try to take advantage of that matchup, and and we didn't uh, at all. Isaiah Thomas ended up the game with only 11 points on three for five shooting, but I feel like most of that was in the first half, and he really actually caused some problems when Dennis Schroeder was on him in that first half. Moving into the second, though, and. You know, credit to Nader, he actually did block an Isaiah Thomas shot at the rim. I have a note that just said it feels like we should be down 20, but that's just because I cared so much that it, it every bucket that Denver got made me hurt a little bit. Uh, there was one Denver coach, and I think this was another thing that I just got on my broadcast that local people didn't get, that there was a Denver assistant coach who was really, really good at yelling short on shot attempts he nailed like four in a row <laughs> for the thunder on thunder shot attempts so it was really impressive I, I wish i had that amount of talent at anything it it felt like we couldn't make a three-pointer up to this point and so i was like well i'll go look at the stats because maybe i'm just you know watching with my heart but no at, at this at this point almost at the end of the second quarter we were one for 14 from three yeah one for 14 what that's like seven percent i think something like that um meanwhile denver was hitting a bunch of tough shots there was one particular murray fadeaway that was almost impossible as the shot clock ran down um, meanwhile the thunder couldn't make a three and also couldn't really make a free throw russ had an 0 for 2 stretch where an 0 for 2 trip to the line where both of them were just incredibly gross attempts um hitting like the underside of the rim or the side of the rim. But then Russ kind of took over on the passing side. He threw a, a pass in transition to Steven Adams when we were down eight. 
And then he passed one to Paul George on a cut that was just a really nice cut by Paul George. Uh, Russ was kind of dead and PG backdoored and ended up getting a dunk out of that one. But other than that, he was cold. And I wrote that cold with three L's because that's how cold he was. And still, the lead was only 10. Um, Then Russ tried to do one of his two-for-ones that he tries to do, you know. (laughs) But the problem with this one was that there was only 32 seconds left when we got the ball. And that's just not enough time to do a two-for-one. Because by the time you shoot it, there's 27 seconds left. And they get the ball with like 25, and that's not even a two-for-one. So he took a bad shot in an attempt to get a two-for-one that wouldn't even have been one. And I I wish he would stop it uh, because that ensuing possession, Nikola Jokic hit a three. And Denver went into halftime leading 64-51. to The last few minutes really hurt the Thunder. Uh, We were down 44-48 to with three minutes and 38 seconds left. In the last three minutes and 38 seconds of the first half, the Nuggets went 16-7. to And all of a sudden, you're looking at a 13-point deficit going into halftime. The Thunder were 2-for-18 from three at the break. Paul George was 0-for-6. Russ had 11-6-6. Six six. Uh, PG had 6, 2, 4, and 3 steals, um, but only 3-for-9 shooting. And Steven Adams was actually really impressive in that first half with 15 points on 9 for 11 shooting. And I thought he actually did a pretty good job on Jokic, despite Jokic's 19 points. He blocked him at the rim once. He blocked him at the rim a second time that uh, was called for a foul, but it wasn't a foul. Um, And, you know, if Jokic is knocking down shots, there's just really not a lot anybody can do. So I don't think we should bag him for that. A weird thing in the first half, uh, Terrence Ferguson played 11 minutes to Dennis Schroeder's 14 minutes. And Schroeder wasn't even, like, shooting well or anything. I didn't really get that. And that that was kind of a theme of this night. This was just a weird game. So we go into the third quarter. (laughs) The very first Thunder possession of the third quarter, Russ got the ball open on the wing, but, like, deep on the wing early in the shot clock. And you could hear this Denver fan uh, yelling, shoot it! And Russ didn't. And they swung it around, and they played a good offensive possession and ended up back with Russ in basically the same spot. And you could hear the guy yell, shoot it again, and Russ knocked it down. And I just really enjoyed that. I thought it was a cool moment. I, the Thunder got back-to-back three-pointers um, off of back-to-back Adams shutdowns on Jokic in the post. So that was, that was pretty cool. And then... There was a moment where Steven Adams drew a double team from Millsap and Jokic on defense uh, and ended up hitting Jeremy Grant on a backdoor dunk. That was pretty cool. There was an interesting moment also in the third where the Nuggets got an and one based on Russ legitimately going over Jokic's back to try to grab a rebound. But Russ accidentally tipped the ball in and Jokic didn't touch the ball. Um, confirmed by replay he didn't touch the ball it it was really close though so like i don't really blame them for taking the cautious approach and just uh you know giving giving the points where it could have possibly been points but they didn't get to review it and so they just gave denver an and one and it ended up being pretty important 
I think. Uh, another interesting moment in the third as the Nuggets started to pull away a little bit when the Thunder were down 16. Russ had a turnover where he came off a dribble handoff and got the ball slapped by Jokic off of Russ's foot out of bounds. And as Russ went over to get the ball, a little kid, uh, maybe, I don't know, seven years old or something. I'm bad at eyeballing children's ages. Gave Russ a little slap on the arm, like a, a little get out of here. And and Russ turned around pretty mad and then realized that it was a child and immediately calmed down. And he walked over and like leaned down and had a total parenting moment with this kid which I assume he was saying like, Hey, don't do that. Don't touch people. And, but like really gently, like, like trying to teach the kid. It was really cute. It was a, it was an insight into Russ's um, parenting style and really cool to see him realize that he can't get angry at this kid and just have a moment uh, like that. At the beginning of the fourth, uh, Schroeder had an interesting stretch where he knocked down a jumper and then immediately missed a three that ended up in a transition opportunity for Denver, and he sprinted back, really amazing defensive play, and got a block in transition, and then got another opportunity to knock down a three immediately um, in the next transition opportunity, and also missed that one. And it felt like a really big moment where if he had been able to knock down one or even both of those that – it would have um, swung a lot of momentum. But, you know, they didn't really need it because I think I think a moment that maybe helped a lot of momentum was Gary Harris drove in from from outside and somebody fouled him. I'm not I'm not sure who fouled him. Um, I want to say maybe Paul George, but that's a guess. Don't hold me to that. This was 24 hours ago at this point. <laughs> Take it easy on me. But the whistle blew, and it was kind of borderline whether or not Harris would get continuation on that shot at the basket. And in the interest of being totally sure he wouldn't get it, uh, Nerland's Noel came over to challenge the shot, challenged it really hard, all with his body, um, didn't hit him with his arms or anything, and then... But, but Harris took took offense to the amount of contact that there was. And while in midair, after being fouled, turned around and threw the ball <laughs> at Nerlens, which was pretty cool. I didn't think that the refs were going to notice that or, or might have called it just a terrible shot attempt. But but they caught it, and they called it double, te- double technical. Um, so good job on them for that one. Isaiah Thomas got an and one, um, just completely abusing Ray Felton, but happened to miss the free throw. And that was answered by a Nerlens Noel and one. And he also missed the free throw off of which Paul George got what I describe as an angry rebound. Um, just absolutely muscling it away from Denver. And then he like walked over to the corner and knocked down a corner three. And so this is when our momentum started to pick up. There was a great possession by the thunder where Paul George on a pick and roll had a pocket pass to Nerlens, uh, who kicked it over to Markeith Morris in the corner, who swung it over to Dennis Schroeder on the wing, who drove in and threw a nice lob to Nerlens Noel. And that capped off a 16-4 to run at that point by the Thunder, bringing him really right back into the game. 
Markeith Morris had another play where he half-court pressed Isaiah Thomas off a screen. Uh, it, it was off of Markeith's leg, but we got the call. Uh, pinned him in the corner and knocked the ball away. That was a really cool moment. Uh, there was... So uh, uh, an underrated big moment in this game, I think, is at this point the Thunder were down six. And Paul George had this really smooth between-the-legs crossover and like a, a casually slow spin move that got him to the rim. And he like took it a little bit too easy at that point, laying the ball up. And Paul Millsap came over and blocked it off the backboard. That would have had the Thunder within four uh, with like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, instead, Denver came down and got fouled, and that put him in the bonus with 8.23 left, and then they were up eight. So that was kind of a big deal. Uh, Markeith Morris hit a three to bring it down to five off of a Paul George steal. Paul George hit a fast break layup also off of a Paul George steal. Schroeder hit a three. He did, Again, he didn't play well. He didn't shoot well, but that three was huge to tie the game at 97. And that's when Mike Malone, the Denver coach's face, started to get a little grumpy. And that's when I thought the Thunder were actually just going to take control of this one. Because on the very next possession, Russell Westbrook hit a deep three to cap off a 27-6 run. Put the Thunder up 197. And that's about as good as it got. Because there were so many freedom of movement fouls on Oklahoma City in this game. So many. It felt like every time... We started to get a little momentum. There was a random off the ball foul, and I don't, I didn't get to see enough of them to know if they were right or wrong. I, I kind of assumed they were right. We're a very physical defensive team, but this is when Paul Millsap asserted himself, and I think if I'm a Denver fan, despite Nikola Jokic's achievement of 36 points, 10 assists, and nine rebounds. I think I'm most encouraged by Paul Millsap because he legitimately took over this game for a few minutes. Uh, Two consecutive missed free throws from Jokic. Millsap got an offensive rebound, a long offensive rebound, which is something that felt like it happened like 10 times in this game, just a bouncing ball off into the distance that the Nuggets ended up coming up with. And he made two free throws at the end of that possession. Then he blocked Dennis Schroeder on the very next possession and then in transition assisted on a three-pointer then he got an offensive rebound and a putback then he got an offensive rebound and went one for two from the line and immediately after that Nerlens Noel picked up his sixth foul with 321 remaining uh, I didn't get to see a replay on my feed of that but Nerlens was upset about it last night Jerry who did get to see a replay said it was probably a good call so I'll go with that Great job by Nerlens. Uh, he really was impactful in this game and and really helped out a lot. Okay, so here is what I think was the biggest moment in the game. Uh, down 104 to 103. About two and a half minutes left. Russell Westbrook just completely lost Jamal Murray. Uh, he was he was watching. Nikola Jokic in the post against Steven Adams and Jamal Murray relocated uh, very similarly to what happened in with that game winner last year um, again also against the Nuggets where Paul George just absolutely went off and then the Thunder 
lost at the buzzer from a Jokic inbounds pass where Russ just kind of lost track of him ball watching. It was very similar to that. Murray relocated from the top of the key to the wing. Russ didn't notice. And then when Jokic started to like face up to try to pass it out, Russ just like started to reach toward the person who was in the position that Murray had been, but it wasn't Murray anymore. And Jokic found Murray and, you know, a three pointer, put him up six with a couple minutes left. I think that was really the ball game because from then on out, like we're just trying to play catch up, uh, trying to play the foul game. It didn't work out. The lead actually got bigger. So yeah, I think I think that was actually kind of where the game ended. Um, so I'll stop there. Thunder lose, hundred twenty-one to one hundred twelve to the Denver Nuggets. You know, like I was saying, there are worse losses that could happen. Um, it would it would have been nice to get this one, considering that. It was very important for playoff seeding. The Nuggets have now clinched the tiebreaker over the Thunder on the season, putting them effectively five games up at the moment. So that's going to be like nearly impossible to catch them considering how tough, how famously tough the Thunder's schedule is the rest of the way. Uh, so I think at this point, I think Thunder fans should kind of be just rooting to keep that third seed because we don't want to fall to four because then you get the Warriors in the second round. We'd rather save them for the conference finals. You know, it's not impossible that we get the two, but it's very, very difficult now. This this was just a weird game all around. Just so odd. Russ only took 14 field goal attempts and you know what? He shot pretty well. He was 8 for 14. We'll, we'll take that every single day. And twice on Sunday, um, 22, 14 and nine on eight for 14. You wonder if he maybe should have gotten up a few more shots. Paul George had a pretty bad shooting night. He never looked confident. He did make a shot from well beyond half court at the end of the third quarter to cut the lead from 16 to 13, which in the moment was actually a pretty big shot and, and a really cool moment. He was seven for 23 from the field though. Uh, for a 23, 8, and 7 line. Steven Adams, after putting up a very impressive first half of 15 points, scored zero in the second half and only attempted one shot, which largely due to playing time, I think. Um, also something that we've seen happen in the past, but for whatever reason, uh, Billy decided to go with Nerlens Noel for a long stretch in the second half. And he did a really good job. I think he, he was very active. His athleticism helped against this team. Uh, he, again, played until he fouled out with 321 left. And usually Adams comes back with like eight minutes left. So he got about five extra minutes uh, just just based on his hustle. You know, six, six fouls in 18 minutes is an ideal. <laughs> that's uh, it. And the the Nuggets seemed like they were constantly in the bonus in this game, so that might be kind of a culprit there. But he ended the game with seven and five rebounds on three for four shooting, uh, and the stats don't really show how impactful he was because he got his hands on a lot of balls. Um, he got he got a lot of fouls reaching in too, which 
you know, you, you take some and you give some back with that kind of defense. But I thought his moments were really good. I, I understood in the moment why he picked up some of those minutes because, uh, I don't know, Adams, Adams had a, a really good first half, but in his minutes in the second half, I don't know. He wasn't, um, wasn't excellent. Wasn't, wasn't totally Steven Adams. So I kind of get why Billy did that, but I wonder how this game would have turned out a little differently if we would have kept them out of the bonus in the fourth and given Adams his, his normal minutes. We'll never know. Another weird thing in the playing time was that Dennis Schroeder played 32 minutes to Terrence Ferguson's 21 minutes. And frankly, that seems like a move to uh, where it's like we can't stop these guys, so we just have to get as much offense on the court out there as we can. I didn't feel like that was the case. I felt like we were playing pretty good defense. They were making a lot of tough shots. It was close down the stretch. And then Denver kind of ran away with it when the Thunder couldn't get stops. So I feel like having Terrence Ferguson out there for a little bit longer would have helped, especially considering that Ray Felton played eight minutes and Nader played seven. Uh, I don't know. Did we need those Felton minutes or those Nader minutes? Can we just pick one? Do we need both? It was a weird choice to me. But, I mean, you know me. I'm I'm not out here bashing Billy Donovan. I think he's doing a really good job this season. I These are just things that made me raise my eyebrow and, and wonder what the motivation was. I'm sure he has justification that would make me look really dumb at the end of the day. So, real quick, I'm going to call out the Academy Award for Player of the Game. And it goes to Uh, full disclosure again, Jerry and I had a long talk about this one because the fact is nobody really played that great in such a way that it was like, oh, undoubtedly that is the player of the game. If Steven Adams had replicated his first half in the second half, it would have been a, he would have been a shoe in. If Russ had shot more, he would have been a shoe in. If Paul George had shot better, <laughs> it would have helped his case. But Jeremy Grant had 21, 5, and 3 on 9 for 12 shooting there were moments where it felt like the thunder had couldn't get offense from anyone except Jeremy Grant so even though really nobody played that well i mean look he he did he played well but it never felt like he was out there like oh my god this is the Jeremy Grant game it never felt like that he played really well he did his job he shot well um Maybe it's just that I didn't see that one three-pointer <laughs> that that the players only broadcast decided to inform me. Uh, I don't Nikola Jokic's favorite type of food or whatever during Grant's three-point make, but I didn't feel like he was that impressive. And yet, he's the player of the game. So the most disappointing congratulations to Jeremy Grant. Do I, get, do I get anything? Do I win? Do I get I a know. bonus? <laughs> I'll be sick. No, it's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. I mean, yeah. Whatever. 
Yeah, good job, Jeremy. You played good. Um, not really anybody else did. So just a small forecast I'm going to do. Uh, nothing too big. The Thunder play on Thursday, which by the time this is released is going to be tomorrow on TNT against the Philadelphia 76ers at home. Uh, it's it's a little on the fence whether or not Joel Embiid is going to play. Last I checked, he was still listed as out. His his date to be reevaluated for that knee soreness is Thursday, is the day of the game, so we'll see. We just have no way of knowing that. Um, the Thunder have famously won their last 19 games against Philly. The last few times these teams have played, Philly has really, really wanted a victory and hasn't gotten one. So you can expect them to come in with some fire. Likewise, the Thunder have now lost three of their last four games, uh, albeit all against tough opponents, maybe except for that one against the New Orleans Pelicans. But let's just breeze right past that. Uh, man, if they hadn't gotten that one against Utah, that could have gone wrong so many different ways. We'd be, we'd be looking at kind of a panicked, fan base at the moment i think but luckily we did get that one so we're not panicked we're just desperate and this one against the sixers at home feels like a must win it feels like one we really need to go get because uh we need to stop this slide and beating what is a good team whether or not they have joel Embiid, um and i don't think they're gonna have boban marjanovic either even so this is gonna be a good win if we can go get it let's hope that uh against a depleted Philadelphia front line, Stephen Adams can kind of find his footing and or get some rest. I'm, I'm happy either way because the guy the guy looks busted up a little bit. So looking forward to that one on Thursday, Thunder fans. Uh, stay tuned. Sorry again about this issue that we had. Um, you know, we've gotten you a recap every single game of this season and we wanted to keep doing that in the meantime you can find us at okc topic thunder on twitter you can find us on dash radio every monday on the uh, nothing but net channel at five o'clock eastern time we're really excited about that uh you can find us on now that's thunder basketball.com and anywhere else you get your podcasts so stay tuned we're going to continue to provide content even when it's hard <laughs> and in the meantime thunder up Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.